The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Yes, it is. It's time to get in the ring with DJ D. Coops and Beast Mike. Yes, it's been a very uh, wacky week. Uh, today, for example, I did the Line 90.7 FM. We actually did our show live from Nittanyville as we're getting ready for the whiteout Penn State v. Michigan. College game day is coming here. They're already set up. This, this set's looking nice. Um, as we speak, I'm holding my whiteout shirt. I will be there tomorrow night. I will not have a voice Sunday morning. I'm very sure of this. It is a, it's a very chilly night. It's been very chilly and windy all week, but I think we're all going to be good to go uh, for whiteout night tomorrow night. It was scary there for a second because Nittanyville had to be moved because of the weather. Yes, it had to be moved because... Winds were actually at 30 miles an hour um, Wednesday night. Winds were at 30 miles an hour, and they actually had to shut it down. Actually, not shut it down. They moved it across the street to Medlar Field at Lebrano Park. That's actually where the baseball team plays and the State College Spikes, uh, the single-A affiliate of the Cardinals, play there. So they had to actually move it across the street and chill out there and have them chill out there under the awning. Of the stadium, so yeah, it was a wild. It's been a crazy weekend, but in about an hour and uh, ten minutes, they're going to shut down, pretty much close up the tents, so everyone could get ready for game day. I actually did the show. I, I talked about the, the sports place. I actually did. We did a little bit of interview session with the leader of the sports place, the president of the, of the club. So that was a good time. It was the all the whole day was a really good time. And hopefully, some plugs for getting the ring on social suplex gets. <laughs> Get gets in we, there sometime. We um uh, we fortunately we unfortunately really couldn't do. We had to focus a lot of the attention on Penn State football, a lot a lot of it because that's obviously the, the centerpiece of why we were there. Right, so we right. I, I was of, just being sarcastic, of course. But but it, it was it would have been nice. But but hey hey, we have a good listener base here, and yep. Yep. and we'll do our. Week, week, is it week seven in college, week six in the NFL? Eight and seven. Eight and seven, yeah, eight and seven. I had it mixed up. There are so many weeks in the football year that... They fly that, by, don't they? They do fly by. Um, but we have wrestling to talk about. Holy mackerel, this that's is a huge show. That's why we're here, yeah, that's why we're here. So we got to talk about... You, uh, AEW was live in the 215 this week, and you were there. Yes, it was, and I was there. We're going to talk about that. Yep, we will talk about that. We'll save that for the last segment of the show. As we, as you know, listeners, we go in chronological order in this bitch. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, so, 
we go to Friday Night SmackDown, even though a SmackDown just aired. This is weird. Now, what he means, basically, we've got two SmackDowns, really. Uh, worth of material. And a, and a Raw in between. And a lot of that was focused on the previous week. A lot of that was focused on the draft. And it made a big hullabaloo. <laughs> Both Raw and SmackDown were awful. We have New Japan's King of Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Monday morning, so we'll review SmackDown, then review King of Pro Wrestling, then Raw, then NWA Power and AEW Dark, the two YouTube shows. I actually watched them, so. Okay. I sent you the link to the episode of AEW Dark. I don't know if you had the chance to watch it. I had to watch. I think I did. Omega Janela. I heard Omega Janela was good. I did hear Omega Janela was a good fight. They fucking murder each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wasn't it like a street fight or something? I heard like they, they really... It was unsanctioned, like that. Okay, unsanctioned. Okay. All right, fair enough. Yeah. And then yeah, NXT that's... pissed me off this week. NXT um, was weird this week. Like, I, I thought NXT would be... It seemed like NXT was a setup show. Like, like not, not really a show where they were going to, like, have some big payoff or, like, have some, like, really, really dope... Although Lee and Dajakovich would look like it was going to enter really good status like they always do. And then Roddy interfered, which I love that it's a triple threat now. But yeah, NXT. Is I don't. Sweet. I don't. But really, we'll okay. get to that later. I think both guys deserve a title shot. I, I think both guys deserve a shot I, at it. I, I, I hate three ways. Okay. That's my new gimmick. Fair enough. I hate, th- I hate three ways unless they're in my bedroom. Oh, hey, oh, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well played. Well played there. Um. So Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. Um, so this was little... this was for the first overall pick on the in the draft. That's what this was for, and they, they did a, they did a pretty solid match. It was not, nothing spectacular, nothing blow away, but, but then it was solid. The it was dumbest solid shit happened at the end. So they had the fiend, and th- this is what this is what I don't like about this. Okay, you had the fiend go after Seth. Fine, and we're gonna get into the draft and how and the things we liked, the things we didn't like about the draft. You had the fiend go after Seth. Okay, Seth wins the match by disqualification. Raw gets first pick. Why would you have the fiend go to SmackDown? If you're gonna, if, if you're really, if you're gonna go this route, why not have the fiend stay on Raw? That made zero sense to me. Anyway, Becky was the first overall pick. Makes sense. She's probably she's pretty much been the face. And there of the were two separate draft year. pools for each show. That's why which, Seth wasn't chosen number one. Yeah, it was. Which they say Seth for they say Seth for number one overall on Raw. Ironically, Becky winning that. You 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 knew you knew Raw was winning these matches because right. they did the fucking thing, which which annoys me because yeah, you made it way too predictable. With Smack, SmackDown only getting two picks and Raw getting three picks. I don't, I don't like the, which they did last year, which I thought was really dumb. Um, that Smack, that Raw always seemed to get the favorable, the the, the large end of the stick here. I, I, I never, I don't like that either. I, I think that that was a that was a dumb move. Can we uh, talk about the War Room segments as a whole? How fake it is! How, how fake, fake and dumb as shit. <laughs> and then you have Stephanie McMahon in her in her shrill voice 
Yeah. Rocket, Shrill, man. Stephanie, a woman who legit didn't age for 15 years, did she? I, I don't know if she aged, but she, yeah, she didn't look the uh, same. No, this is not an age thing. It's no. more like Shrill. Like, As she, has start, she has the turn off the TV quality about her. That oh, yeah. makes oh, me think she's like to turn off the, TV. the channel every fucking time she's mm. on the fucking television. Yeah, that's probably that's probably more about right uh, with Stephanie. Yeah, I don't think she. Yeah, it looks why she didn't age, but she's like, yeah, she's not that on that. No, she's had this for the past few years. Yeah, Where whenever Stephanie's okay. on the screen, you think it's exit stage right time. You think it's, it's time I, to go. I, it is exit stage right time for me because mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not in the business of. Welcome to Ryan Smackdown. Yeah, you know. I get it. She's like, trying to be like like that, like aggro like a, a, like a with the voice. Like I get it. Like she's trying to really pump the crowd up. Like, I understand that, dude. Eh, it's probably about time that Stephanie's not on TV and just hand, and it holds it down behind the scenes, which she's obviously really good at. But uh, she's not was, really good at behind the scenes either. But well, well. We'll get to that in her Observer Hall of Fame case. She's actually nom. She's actually one of the nominees in the non-wrestler category this year, and I found it laughable. Considering all she's done in WWE, you really, you really think that it's a laughable case? Oh, it, it is a laughable case because she oversaw one of the worst periods in creative history. Um, she, she. All she does is really ambassador stuff. When she was creating stuff, it all sucked. <laughs> and her as an on-screen performer, she sucks. So, honestly, is her in-ring. Her in-ring it's, is actually it's, not that bad. It's actually not bad. No, that's true. She actually she puts in work her. Her in-ring strongest case, which it's isn't actually, a case, but... She's actually pretty. She's actually not bad in the ring. That's actually really true. She can actually, obviously, her match with Bree at SummerSlam a couple years ago. She was actually, really, she was actually good. Did you and, think? Did you ever think a Stephanie McMahon versus Vince McMahon I Quit match would be good? <laughs> no, I sure didn't. But it's it not is, the, it, the world, but it actually told a respectable story. But it, it was pretty it was, good. It, yeah, it really was. Anyway, yeah, so the draft was, at a, at a sense, okay, there are some picks that were obvious. Not even the champions that were chosen. Like, New Day fits on SmackDown perfectly fine. I had no issue with that whatsoever. Or, I, I, knew it, I, I get, uh, it, was, it was a lot that Becky and stuff were going to stay on Raw. Made a lot of sense. Like, once, you, obviously, they're the champions. I'm a little surprised Charlotte went to Raw. I, I was a little surprised that Charlotte went to Raw and didn't stay on SmackDown. Can I say something? SmackDown's yeah. women's division fucking sucks. SmackDown's women, yeah, SmackDown's women's division is besides Bailey and Sasha, which are pairing off. Mm-hmm. You which got going to be a unit for a little while. Mm-hmm. Which, which is no that's what they, that's what they were. That's why Cross won a six-pack challenge. 
which you got Alexa, cool. Alexa's fine. Who's probably the Alexa's probably the second or third best woman here. You've got because Kabuki Warriors are on Raw, so they lose that. Alexa's on Raw too. She wasn't in the. Uh... No, they, they made the trade. They made remember that the Alexa and Nikki got traded to SmackDown. Alexa and Nikki got traded. Oh to right. I don't yeah. know why Alexa wasn't in the match. Yeah, that's dumb. That's pretty yeah, and what was really dumb is that Alexa and Nikki, who were a team for so long, got drafted separately, but then got traded together. That didn't make any sense. I I, I didn't like I didn't like that. Who did Raw get in that trade? That this well, was the episode. They haven't ended. They they they, um, they said it's gonna be like a two B a TBD, but they they'll they'll announce it later. They haven't really done anything with that yet. God. So WWE's yeah. attention to detail sucks ass. It's weird, yeah. It, it's baffling what they did. Tonight. Like, like this draft thing, they said they were free agent. Then they did a draft after after the show, and I'm right. like, what the fuck is this shit? It's sorry if I'm sounding really jaded today. No, but... no, you're not wrong. The way they did it, it was disorganized. It, it's it's actually very disorganized how they did it. I don't disagree here. So, yeah, they did the free agency period in between the two drafts, but only had a select few wrestlers in the free agency period, which I, I thought was like, okay, sure, we're not going to open up the whole pool, and we're not have, we're going to have no involvement with NXT. Okay, fine, whatever. Uh, except for the Street Profits. Except for the Street who Profits, were who, were all but, who, were all up, who were all but called up anyway, uh, since they've been on Raw for the last two months, doing those random segments. So they were all but called up anyway. I pretty much all but considered them to be part of Raw. And I think they're going to be good so, on Raw. I, I think they'll be fine on Raw. So, basically, here are the dr- people that didn't get drafted. Mm. And br- let's, let's talk about the roster construction right now. Here, so here are the um, um, moves that weren't... So, Ember Moon is injured. Yes. she's Yeah, she's on IR. Yeah, right, right. Um, Usos and Naomi, um, well, I think our package basically, deal, and honestly, I put them on Raw. They are a package deal, but, but somebody got arrested. Jimmy Russo got arrested. Which is why we haven't seen the Usos in months. Or Naomi, really. Um, John Cena, Cena's a free agent, so fine. No, I'm not worried about that. Goldberg's free agent, fine. They can go wherever they want. I don't care. Undertaker is fine. Yeah. Yep. Kane Velasquez. You'd think they would. Oh. He'll go to SmackDown. I, I, I have to figure out. But he's on with Mysterio on Raw. It doesn't make it, sense. That doesn't um, make sense. The Ascension. Yeah, that's, that's the other one that's dumb. Like, why? Why is Mysterio on Raw if his beef is with Lesnar and Lesnar's on SmackDown? That made that made zero sense. But yeah, the Ascension has never used. That's a team that, that needs to go back to NXT. Uh, I, I would I would have put them Lars back in NXT. Lars out with a knee injury. Who's what? Lars Sullivan out right. after knee surgery. Right, right, right. Lana on Raw doing the Lashley Rusev angle, but she wasn't drafted. Which doesn't make sense. That didn't make zero, that made no sense. But I, I'll I'll chalk it up that she's on wrong. Yeah, I'll, I'll chalk that up. Mike and Maria Canales because Mike wants out. Yep. Maria and wants to stay. Hmm. 
So, yeah, so release or like last week, I did see that. Yeah, after signing an extension, that that that's hilarious. Yeah, um, that, that's kind of funny for many reasons. Yep. They're not going to. Nope. Mickey James out after knee surgery. Nia Jax after out after knee surgery. Right. Ruby Wright, double soldiers shoulder surgery. Right. Samir and Sunil Singh were the only cruiserweights not selected, mm-hmm. but they'll be on any brand. And then Sheamus out due to spinal stenosis. Yeah, Sheamus. I don't think has been seen, or I don't think Sheamus has wrestled. And I'm starting to wonder: Will Sheamus actually ever wrestle again, considering his spinal injury? I, I do wonder about that. You know, Edge is supposed to come back from that. Yeah, you, you, what you said, Edge was supposed that was the same thing Edge had. That same thing Edge had, yeah. Mm. Which which Edge didn't come back. Edge, Edge all but Edge pretty much retired. Edge is going to come back though soon. Hmm. You didn't see that one? I did not see that. Edge is, Edge is apparently cleared. Ooh. They need something with that. They need a fucking star, but... But... So, Raw, here's how it breaks it down. Top baby faces are Seth and Kevin Owens. Yep. That's about right. Top heel. This is how Meltzer broke it down. Top heels, AJ Styles, Ru- not Russo, Drew McIntyre, Randy mm-hmm. Orton, and Eric Rowan. Yeah, those are the four guys. Those are the guys I would push, right? Right. Mid-level faces, Ricochet, Rusev, Alistair Black, Cedric Alexander, Rey Mysterio. Yeah, because other than last, other than this Lana thing, you really I don't know what you really have of Lashley. In terms of what you're going to do with him? Mid-level heel, speaking of Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley, Andrade, Buddy Murphy, and Samoa Joe. I think you can raise Andrade. I think they got big things planned for Andrade. I really do. I think Andrade is, is going to really flourish. But I'm not um, putting him in that top tier yet. No. I, yeah, same, same with him. Same with him. Same with Buddy Murphy. I think uh, Buddy's another one. I think they can flourish. But, yeah, you give them more time. Base tag teams, Viking Raiders, and Street Profits. Yep. Heel that's, tag that's, teams. AOP and OGs. AOP and EOC, right? Um, and that was a good match the Viking Raiders had to, to win the tag titles from Ziggler and Rude. Uh, that was a good match. They, they've had good matches with them back to back weeks. And that was a good uh, AOP, not AOP, uh, Viking Raiders, they're the right team to win the tag titles. I look forward to their stuff, probably more so with OC. And definitely with AOP when AOP decides to step to them. So women's single faces is Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Natalia. Mm-hmm. Women's single heel are Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan. No face women's tag teams. You got Peyton Royce and Billy Kay and the champs, Asuka and Kairi Sane. You might as well. I think you, you might as well just have Liv and Sarah. You might as well break up. You might as well give the belt to the Iconics since the belts don't mean anything and fucking roll with Asuka and Kyrie as a heel. Stop I heels. Do like, I do like Asuka and Kyrie as heels. I, I like them as heels. They might as well put um, Liv and Sarah back together as a team. You, you might, 
unless you're going to because who other than Charlotte, who's really coming after Becky on Raw? Like who, I don't want to see real yeah. realistically. Yeah, and there's not really anyone else I'd really want to realistically see. Not that deep, honestly. No, it's not. And until they do something, until Ember or and or Nia, and or unless they turn Natty heel, there really isn't much to say about. I'm glad saw Becky and and Natalia. Right. And Becky Natty, they, they built it up nicely and it actually turned into a solid submission match. But I think I don't know how much more they could do with Becky and Natty. I, somehow SmackDown gets worse, but but <laughs> with the women, but but I digress. Um Sin Cara pre, this is the prelim faces. Sin Cara, Humberto Cavillo, R Truth, Akira Tozawa, Titus O'Neil, Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, and Noe Jose. Prelim heels. EC3, Eric Young, Jinder Mahal, Shelton Benjamin, Mojo Raleigh. I think Umberto, it's a shame that Umberto is not on 205 or that 205 is not really a thing anymore. I think Umberto was really good, could have been the guy to carry that brand. It's it's a shame that's not truly a thing. Oh, yeah, they dropped Drew Gulak out to Braun Strowman tonight. This is why I hate this fucking company. But, SmackDown, stop faces. (laughs) Roman Reigns, Braun yep. Strowman, the aforementioned, and Daniel Bryan. Yep, pretty much. Those, those, are, those are your three in the world in the world uh, in the title picture. Top heels: Brock Lesnar, of course, The Fiend, and yep. King Corbin. Pretty much. Put him in mid level. Come on, fuck and, that. They, they, they're Damn. gonna. I'm telling you, they're gonna push Corbin to the moon. They, they're, they're. I, I, it would not shock me at all. After Lesnar loses the WWE title, huh? He has no fucking potential. All he can do is cut. It. He has Xbox heat with me. <laughs> I know he, he's had that heat with you for the last year. He's had that heat with you for the last year, but he appeals to to clearly he appeals to those higher ups. And it would not shock me at all if Corbin becomes WWE champion. I don't know why he appeals to those higher ups because he stinks. No, Corbin. Corbin's boring in the ring for the most part, unless you unless you put him with a character that that's like that can you can actually put over. But he's he's, and, he's and not, sure not, not Shorty G or Shorty G as he said tonight. They I, shortened it to Shorty G. I hate all of that. I Chad Russell. I hate it, all of that. If I was right now, I'd be like Vince. How is this going to get Shorty G over? Just call him Chad fucking Gable. Say he's a fucking Olympian and call it a fucking day. He was getting over without all this stupid stuff. You you heard the, you heard the you, you heard the reactions when he faced Corbin in the finals. He was getting over without all this stupid stuff. You don't need it. No one gets over in WWE first off because no, that's, fair. that's fair because well, crowds people, are not. Like, people were actually rallying behind him. I should say people were actually rallying behind him during the. Yeah, finals. I understand that. There's no hot that's crowd. And this is an issue when I when I watch NXT after AEW, but we'll get to that later. Um, yeah, you almost have to be in a in a in a city that actually truly cares uh, for wrestling for them to truly get over and um, for them to truly have some serious heat. Uh, even buzz. in cities that you care, it's like indifference. Um, it's almost indifference now with this product, and it's not a good thing. 
There's a lot of meh. There is, I will agree that there is a lot of meh. But yeah, that's really dumb. I know, I, I know you defend them, but I, I, I don't, I, I can't right now. I, 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 I'm in the, I, I've been dissatisfied with this product for, and if I wasn't doing this show, God, I wouldn't be weekly. You, you, you really wouldn't watch WWE. You'd be all in on AEW. And AEW I mean, is putting out a worthy product to say you can go all in on them and not feel bad. They, they are putting out a very that, worthy product. That, I, will give, I will give them 100 And there's other that. wrestling shows, too, that, that wet my appetite better than WWE. I, I'm sorry. Understandable. Um, you know, it's... N- Moving on, mid-level faces, The Miz, the aforementioned Shorty G, and Ali. Ali, I get. Ali, I think, is, is, is ascending. Um, I'm perfectly fine with that. I think there. Ali's ascending, which is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, could do, you could do stuff Mid-level heel, Shinsuke Nakamura with Sami Zayn. Do we know what's going on with Sami Zayn? Is he injured? I, it, screams, it sounds like he is, and they're just not telling you, or not telling us. Uh, they're just giving him something to do until Sammy gets healthy, I, I guess. That's the only thing I can think of. This pairing is weird as hell. It, it's always been weird. We get it. Sammy's a good mouthpiece, but it, but yeah, the fact that he's not actually doing anything physically is is a bit surprising. Elias, Cesaro, and mm-hmm. Luke Harper. Elias's stock has dr- dropped a it, bit. It, it really did. I think part of that's the injury. I think mean, part of that is that he got hurt, and Elias is – it's a shame, too, because I like Elias. I, I like I like what he does. I, I love I love his, his stuff on the mic with the guitar. I, 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 what, I love what Elias does. I think when he gets back healthy, they're going to do something with Elias, because Elias has, has got a whole lot of charisma going on there. I agree, but they seem to fuck up stars, no matter who, what shape, way, shape, or form they – and I'm gonna get into a rant about Bailey. Holy fuck, that was bad. <laughs> that was fucking. That was fucking the pits. Um, what tonight? Tonight, yeah. It was like, it was like her explaining like why she beat up the Bailey buddies and mm-hmm. on this. Yeah, because the kid got mad because the kid got because the kid cried on on TV about it. Because the kid cried and it, it basically went viral. They showed that kid. They showed that kid in the video package. She's basically oh. the new angry Miz girl. Oh, that, that kid's basically the, the, the. Remember how Miz won the WWE title, and, and that, yeah, that yeah. Kid, the kid is out. When Miz won the title, that kid is all you saw. That that that, that girl, that pouty like eight year old, eight or nine year old girl was all you saw. I remember. I went to the Raw after that. And the guy, really? the guy who shared the video of crying on Twitter, um, um, is now that. So. Hey. Yeah, pretty much. I'm tired of crowd reacting to shots, but <laughs> it, it, there, are some, there are some instances where it works, and that was one of the. It's just genuine live raw emotion. And ninety-five percent of the time, though, it doesn't work. That's, that's one of the five. Point. That's one of the five percent. That work. That works for me. Uh, I'm good with the genuine raw emotion. I'm perfectly fine with that. Um. 
face tag teams, we have the New Day, which are sort of not acknowledging that Kofi lost the WWE title. No, yeah, they, they, pretty much, they, they all but whitewashed it. <laughs> they all but whitewashed that Kofi lost the title. Like they had, they had, they have no choice but to mention it at times. But yeah, they've all but whitewashed that Kofi's not WWE champion anymore. Which is machinery and But okay. Yeah, Lucha House Party on SmackDown. It was Gallier, but, but you should still mention that he's a former WWE champion. And yeah. that's the most received. Even though it's a failed title run. I and I, I and I don't think it was Kobe's fault. No. Some of the matches were bad, but I think there are some instances where they should they could have done a whole lot more with some of the matches that he had. Um, looking back on it, I think they could have done a whole lot more with the Orton stuff. I think they could have done a, some more with the Jill stuff. Uh, the Owen stuff was fine. What they did with Kevin Owens, I thought was fine. That was that was actually good. And I thought the, the Owen stuff was best. And, and that was the best. Was probably the best stuff that he had as champion. And the non pay per view stuff they actually did. Like he had the triple threat with AJ and Brian, I thought was fine. He had a, another one with AJ and Zayn, I thought was fine. And the non pay per view stuff was actually pretty good. The pay per view stuff that they built up for a while didn't really sell as well as it should have. So, women single faces, you have Carmella and Dana Brooke. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's not great. Man, neither's truly they developed feel. that. Neither's really developed very really much. Which, those are obviously the two you're going to carry, they're going to carry the division. That's, that's fairly obvious. Lacey Evans and Tamina. Lacey's fine. Tamina, no. I think Lacey's fine, but Tamina, no. Lacey has has definitely gotten better, uh, but yeah, Tamina, no. I I can't. I can't roll with Tamina. Dave put Bliss and Nikki Cross in the women's face tag teams, but I would interchange them with the women's single face. And he also put Oscar and Kyrie in the. Women's heel teams because they're on both shows. They're on both shows totally lose. And then you have Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Prelim faces, you have Apollo Crews and Heath Slater. Prelim heels. Um you have Drew Gerwak. Unfortunately, he should be a mid level. Him, him, and him and Cruz need to be on the mid levels. Uh, I, I think, I think they're they're missing using Apollo badly, and they, they need to use Apollo more and and, and better. And Gulak, absolutely, hundred percent agree with you. It's a crime that Gulak is not on the on the mid tiers. Or and I'd love to see. Like I, I saw that Daniel Bryan tweeted it out. Like he's been waiting to he's been waiting to wrestle Gulak for like a decade almost. And it's like now that we're both on SmackDown, I want to battle. And that's the match. Now we got cover. <laughs> That's huh? fun, and that—that's something that they should do, but they that's, won't. That's a, that's a, yeah, they, they'll never. They won't. They won't do it for a while. But that's a battle I think everybody would pay to see: uh, Gulak and Brian, Curtis Axel, and Bo Dallas, and Drake Maverick are your other prelim heels. They're actually going to use Drake Maverick. Although Maverick is a wrestler, yeah, we, we saw we saw the stuff with him with Canelo. Yeah. Exactly good. But, but Maverick has a yeah, but Maverick has a full on full full time deal. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. He was good as Rockstar Spud. Yes. I don't know how much of that stuff you've seen, but I've seen a little bit. Pretty good. 
But we spent a lot of time on WWE. Um, <laughs> the main shows. Oh my god, it's yeah, giving me well, a headache. A lot of stuff did not go. <laughs> a lot of stuff flopped on the main on the main stuff. Uh, with, with WWE. Seth we Rollins were... fucking going into the Firefly Funhouse. That was some of the dumbest shit I've ever seen. That made that made no sense. Why why would you burn down the Funhouse if you're gonna have a, a false count anywhere match at Crown Jewel between the two of them? Why would you Why would you do that? That made no sense. And they uh, added they added the stipulation it cannot be stopped for any reason. They had to well, no, add you, that stipulation. Sure. No shit, Sherlock! It's a false count anywhere match. Yeah, really? Why you, stop why being, you stop treating your fans like total dipshits? Yeah, why? No, I mean, no kidding. It can't be stopper. No, that that was that's dumb. Why would you? Why would you put that out there? We know this. We know how this. We we know how if Seth tears his ACL again and is that oh no no stopping the match? <laughs> no. Oh that, that, that just, <laughs> that's a low that's a low blow of a wow. I don't oh, want that to happen. Seth Rollins is humbling after going after Will Ospreay. <laughs> oh I, I'd love to see Bray win, but they put it well. Because Seth, Seth, you're no Will Ospreay this year. You're no Will Ospreay. <laughs> but uh, not, not this year. Not this year. There are years where you can go to bat. You can Steph can. There are years where Steph can step to him, but that's that's not this year. Um, it might need to be never. Twenty fifteen. It might have been. It might be never that they will step foot in a ring with each other. Yeah, well, well, might you know? Yeah, no, I, I don't expect Will to, to come to WWE anytime soon. He's, he's, I think he's got a lot to do in, in New Japan before he, he steps foot in a WWE ring. I think he's got a lot. I think he's got some some stuff he wants to and, truly accomplish. And, and WWE would try to take away what Will does best, which is have fucking killer matches. But yeah. but I digress. <laughs> it's not me sounding better, of course. But but um, do you have anything to add about WWE? I'm just worn out on. No, I think we're I think we're pretty good. The only thing we didn't really get to. I think we covered it. And I don't talk about NXT yet when we talk about the Wednesday stuff. So. Right, yeah, because, no, yeah, we're good. I'm good, I'm good until we get to NXT. Because, because the TV was really non-consequential, and I'm like, and like, and like, half the shit makes me mad. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm getting mad over something I can't control. <laughs> right. So let's talk about something happy. Nuke man, bro! Oh, God. <laughs> New Japan Pro Wrestling's King of Pro Wrestling. Yeah, I just burped. <laughs> Lost my breath for a second. I'm drinking this sparkling juice. Mm. That's why I'm all out of whack today. Um, this, is an all, this is an all-time show already. 
So we had, I watched this live. I woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I wanted me some New Japan Pro Wrestling. Okay. So we got, we got a nice little, so, so they had the typhoon in Japan, as you, as most people know. Yes. So John Moxley wasn't able to make it to to Japan to defend the IWGP United States Championship, which means that that since he was unable to defend his title at, at the scheduled time, he was stripped of the IWGP United States Championship. That's and a shame. Like, that his fault, but okay, I, I I guess it's the rule, so I I, I get it now. It is the rule because it's a normal New Japan procedure. Um, That's fair. So, you know, the match was still no disqualification, by the way. Juice versus Lance Archer, and also Zack Sabre Jr. was unable to compete. Hmm. So, the changes were made to the card. So, the first match was changed from a six-man to a straight two-on-two between El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru versus Sho and Yo. And this is the preview of the Junior Tag Team League. Um, good opener. Um, Whiskey Mist and Pinche Loco finishes off Yo. There. Good little match, three stars. Then we had the Hiroshi Tanahashi, um, um, 20th anniversary match. Mm. Since his 20th anniversary of his pro wrestling debut was October 10th, 1999. So, so they did a little 20, fun tag between Tanahashi and Hanma versus Makabe and Yano, and they had Wataru in a way at ringside, who was also part of Tanahashi's class, who had to retire in 2014 due mm. to neck injury. Um, Tanahashi hit a swing blade and a high fly flow onto Yano to win, but nice little tag. He figured um, it'd be Tanahashi getting the, the the last word in, in his basically tribute not a tribute match but basically is a yeah it's from pretty much a tribute match so i'm, I'm perfectly cool it with was that. a tribute yeah. match they yeah. do these things in japan yeah, um, i respect it um and then post-match there was a nice moment when tanahashi invited wataru ran away back in the wearing to celebrate yeah. um I, I think that was the first time he stepped foot in the ring since he got injured so I like it. That was, that was a nice so. touch. Nice touch. So. Then we had Tatsuya Naito and Shingo versus Doki and Taichi. Um, um, pumping Bonner by Shingo into Doki and then Ch- Taichi and Tex with the mic stand for the DQ. This was okay. Nothing consequential. Nine minutes, so nothing. But... Post-match, Taichi weighs out Naito um, as Doki counts the pin, and then Taichi tells Naito a week, and then he has... So, they're revisiting the Naito-Taichi feud, which is really interesting, because Zack Sabre Jr. is supposed to be in this position to feud with mm. Naito over the 
presumed um, IC number one contendership. Mm. Now it's going to be Tai Chi. Um, Battle Liger versus Minoru Suzuki. This was this was freaking awesome. Um, they changed the start. It wasn't as aggressive as you thought it would be. Okay. But, but the brawling was very good. It was dramatic. Um, Liger thought they thought everything was. They thought they fought through everything. Suzuki would win with the Gotcha style power drive, which is surprising. Surrounding the news that's been surrounding Minoru Suzuki with him possibly leaving New Japan, mm. and and he hit the gotch on Dunjushin Liger at seventeen forty. This was excellent. I say go out of your way to watch this. And then Suzuki Suzuki kneels and bows to Liger after the match. And Show then, respect to Legend. Okay. And then Liger takes the final bow as Suzuki powders, and Liger then says, Thank you, Suzuki. Mm. So, Will Ospreay versus El Phantasmo. This was actually a really good match. Um, I didn't it see broke down into. It was still, it was a three and three quarter star match. Um, um, the closing stretch was nice, though. Um, Phantasma Superana countered into a super bomb, hidden blade, then Stormbreaker finishes it. Now we had Hiroki Goto, Big Tom Ishii, and Yoshihashi versus Jay White, Kenta, and Yujiro Takahashi. GTR finishes it on Yujiro, um, after an Ushigoroshi. Now we had the vacant, non-consequential match here, and Ishii and Kenta brawl post-match. Then we have Lance Archer and Juice Robinson for the U.S. Championship, and Lance Archer won. Hmm. Um. Interesting. Interesting. The Archer wins the U.S. title. Interesting. And then, so Archer did win with the claw after slamming Juice's face into chairs. And then, and then um, David Finley returns to save Juice and hits stunners on to Archer to stand tall as Juice and Finley hug. Hmm. Kota Ibushi versus Evil. This was pretty good. Um, it took two Kamigoyes to finish Evil. Really good stuff. 24 minutes. I highly suggest you go back and watch this. And Okada Sonata was very good, too. Um, Okada won. Um, Okada hit counters. Okada counters and Sonata counters. It seems on until Okada hits a Mishinoku driver, Rainmaker. And mm. that is that. He didn't even... He did, like, a Emerald Flosion, like... Like... Like, um... That, that's a... That's a Mishinoku driver. Emerald 
modified it. Okay, modified it and collaborated the two, and then did a rainmaker to win. Okay. Yes. Nice. So post match, Sonata and Okada shake hands, and Okada said he wants to do it again, and then he calls out Abushi. Abushi challenges Okada, and then. And then the show goes off the air with Okada on top. It's clear they're they're, they're pushing towards Okada and, and Ibushi. It's and already announced for January fourth. Right. And they did a press conference. They're obviously going to tease over the next few months with several tag matches and whatnot. They're going to tease it, obviously, and build to. And they're probably going to tease the IC tournament. Right. With, with with the double champion. So, the other match that was announced for Wrestle Kingdom was uh, Jushin Liger's retirement match one, which is Jushin Liger, Tatsumi Fujinami, The Great Sasuke, and Tiger Mask four mm. versus With El Samurai at ringside versus Naoki Sano, who is Liger's one of Liger's first rivals back in the 90s. Okay. Late 80s, early 90s. Shinjiro Otani, who who has a history of Liger. Tezuko Takiawa and Raisuke Taguchi with Kuniaki Kobayashi at ringside. And the Noria Hungawa is your special guest referee. And oh, then... Okay. And then... Jushin Liger... Said for his second retirement match. Um, he said he wants to face somebody that he's never faced before. Essentially. In a single match. That we will open up to interpretation. So we'll find out who that is in the next couple months. So that's all the New Japan... And they announced the Power Struggle cards for New Japan as well. Just to wrap a bow on the New Japan. They're only doing one Power Struggle show this year. Um, they, they only do one Power Struggle show. What am I saying? Hmm. Um. They do a they do a row two, which is like the Corkins and stuff like that. Um, so it's going to be Jay White versus Hiroki Goto for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Kenta versus Tomohiro Ishii for the uh, Never Openweight Championship. That'd be and a good match. I like the physicality between the two of them. Tetsuya Naito versus Taichi. Um. Then it, it was Kazuchika Okada and Kota Ibushi versus Hiroshi Tanachi and Yoshiashi in the finals of the Super Tag League. Yep, yeah, I figured they're gonna they're gonna tease it in various ways until we get to until we get to January four, and then then they get down to business. Yes. Then we had NWA Power. They opened up with a recap of last week's show. Then we had 
Aaron Stevens cutting a promo. Um, a pretty good promo here. Um, he, he says he is back in pro wrestling and you're the, the NWA in pro wrestling is back. And he wants the people to know that they need to avoid eye contact with him. And this is coming off as comedy there. And he said he's a star as well. Others are a supporting cast. Leaning into his, to his acting accolades. Accolades. Then we have Ricky Starks versus Trevor Murdoch. Yes, that Trevor Murdoch. Um, quick little match. Starks crucifix is um, Murdoch for the win here. Um, th- at three thirty, Murdoch congratulates Starks on the win. Then Starks has a promo discussing the opportunity that God given him beauty and talent. He said in this. He said about that, and it was a fun promo. I suggest you go back and watch that. Galley discusses the issues with Aldis from last week, and he will interview Aldis and Camille tonight to get to the bottom of the issues. Then Cole Cabana arrives, and he has a mystery partner, and it's Mr. Anderson, and and they took care of business against Sal Renaro and Jordan Kingsley. Um, um... Anderson would hit the flatliner for the win, formerly known as the mic check. Mm. Then we had, then we have Allison K versus Ashley Vox. Um, nice little TV match here. It was another four-minute match, but it was a solid debut match for the Allison K and Ashley Vox looked good. Um, um, K, K would hit the Sunset Driver for the win. Allison K then cuts a promo. So, so how this show set up? I don't know how, how much you know about this NWA Power stuff. It's, it's like the old 605 show. Okay. With the studio, with the interview, with everything confined in, like, this little world. Almost. Then we had the NWA Tag Team Champions, the what? Oh, I forgot this. Um, James Storm interviews. Um, he said he he is the national heavyweight champion, which he holds that belt, and it's his path back to the NWA champion. He's not a little boy; he's a grown ass man. Eli Drake then arrives, puts over Storm, and he said all this may be sucking them. He tells Storm to take the shot, but when he does, remember that Drake is waiting for him. Then, the NWA tag title match. Um, um, Eddie Kingston and Homicide versus the wildcards of Isaac, Royce Isaacs and Tom Latimer, formerly known as Brom. And the Dawsons arrive to to attack everybody and there was n- there was no contest here. It went to a no contest. Then we had Joe Galley. The final segment it built up to this segment where Audi and Galley interviewed Aldis and Camille. Aldis praises Tim Storm. Um 
And he said he could have gone either way last week. Go, he asked him why he needs Camille, and Aldis was insulted. He lost an all-in due to outside interviews, so he and even the odds with an insurance policy. Camille has done nothing illegal. She's only neutralized others for him. Camille can speak when she wants and is good at her job, so Golly asked her to speak, and then she refuses, and all this ends the interview to end the show. Really good stuff here. Really compelling. It's a throwback show, but with modern flair. If you know what I mean. Not bad. Then we added the AEW Dark Show that also premiered on Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. We had Kip Sabian defeating Peter Avalon and Sonny Kiss. Um, Sabian hit the Deathly Hallows and pins Avalon. Um, 6-15. The Dark Order and, and the Hybrid 2 defeated Shima and SCU. Um... Um, they love both Scorpio Sky and then Backslide follows for the pin. Um, there was this good, um, interview segment with Cody and Aubrey Edwards, the referee. Mm. I suggest you go back and watch that and then watch the Kenny Omega, Joey Janela unsanctioned match. Um... So, there were a lot of spots in here. It was very good. They murdered each other. Um, um, Omega slammed Janelle onto chairs. The V-Trigger follows. And then the one-winged angel onto a chair finished it. And then it gave Omega a win. Much needed a win. Mm-hmm. To get his mojo back. Even though it doesn't count on the win-loss records. Okay, so only shows on pay-per-views and their dynamite uh, shows. Can't no, the, uh, the uh, because it was unsanctioned. Oh, okay. Oh, got it. Because it was a lights out that's match. Right. That's right. Lights out unsanctioned. That's right. That's right. Uh, Moxley's win doesn't ca- count. Uh, over Janela, right? Over Janela, right? Because it was unsanctioned, which is actually very smart. Yeah, I like that attention to detail there. I don't know. They they, they thought it through. They 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 didn't. Uh, they they thought it through. So I I give them credit for that. Much respect. Tommaso Ciampa. We go to NXT. Yeah, um. Yeah. um Ciampa returns. Right? Yeah, Ciampa returns. The crowd basically gets a hero's welcome from the from the crowd as he should. Ciampa's done a lot for NXT. And ultimately, he gets it done. I like Garza. I really do like Garza. But there was no way he was going to win the match. And Garza gets Yeah, so Ciampa gets it done there. Next up, we had the... Was the match... I think the next the match next up was... Okay, it's confirming. You had the undisputed error. Right. They beat a Belvedere Dream. They beat a Belvedere Dream. Then we got a John Cena video package. Then we got Imperium versus Birch and Lorcan, which was was really good. This was a really good match. That was was the best tag match. 
of the night, but it was a very good. It was, I you could argue NXT's best match. Yeah, it was, it was probably NXT's best match, but it was very entertaining from start to finish. Ultimately, too much of Imperium's team. They were able to get it done. It was some good, good combos, good, good team wrestling, good, just really good stuff going on there. But ultimately, a little bit too much from Imperium's team. Eichner and Bartel get it done. Good match. Yes, Eoshirai defeated Caden Carter. Nice solid squash. Yeah, but it was, but obviously this was a setup as we're getting closer to what looks like an impending showdown of Shirai, Bianca Belair, and uh, Rhea Ripley. As Rhea Ripley and you know, Shirai had a stare down after Shirai's match. And then we then we saw, as, as they said, they Ripley versus Belair next week. We saw the return of Tegan Knox. Is Tegan Knox thinks no, no, that's first uh, Dominic Dijakovic, which they they were gearing up for what was a really really good match. They were they were, and what what's beautiful about Lee and Dijakovic is that they always seem to do different stuff during these matches. Like you, yes, said, you, yeah, you, I enjoyed that, but I hated the finish. Yeah, I, I I understand why you'd hate it because it wasn't conclusive. I'd rather would have seen a conclusive finish. Or one of them faces Roddy. But the way these two have been wrestling, I'm okay with, with how it finished. Because I, I wanted to see at least one of them get a title shot at some point in life. So I, I can understand it. And I'm going to be a good triple fight match next week. Comparing, and this is my problem watching NXT either during AEW or after watching AEW. Okay. This is my problem with watching NXT. Um, Joe Lanza from Voice of the Wrestling pointed out this, and I, it, it sort of sums up my feelings perfectly. When you watch NXT, after you watch AEW, you're like, this doesn't feel hot. This mm. doesn't feel like it's tailored to me. Mm. This doesn't feel like it's... It's... Um, it's a it's vibrant it's product. To you, it's different, but it's not a good kind of different. It's not a good kind of different. No, no. I'm not saying the wrestling's bad. The wrestling's not bad. It's okay. It, it's the easiest WWE show to watch. But That's comparing AEW Dynamite, which is exciting, must-watch television. It is appointment viewing. Compared to. Compared to and this is how I felt the first two weeks, too. I wasn't even there the first two weeks. So, so comparing AEW Dynamite, which felt must-watch, like, I need to check out every minute, you know? I don't want to miss a thing. While NXT feels like a show I could just have sit on my DVR and wait till the network post is it, posts it. and I, Which I'm pretty sure they posted it. Um... Yeah, they I mean, did. That's yeah, how I watched it. I, post, I, yeah, they never posted in NXT. And this sort of shows in the ratings dynamic because, because more people are flocking to AEW than to NXT. They're going to get slaughtered next week. Yeah, they are. Um, because the World Series and Boston Philly. Right. In the right. NBA game. So they're going to get slaughtered next week. Um. If AEW gets 900,000 viewers, 
next week or a little bit above a million, that would be a big win. 800,000 is neutral. Anywhere in the 800,000 would be neutral. And then and then um, 700,000 and below. 799,000 below would be catastrophic. Um, um, for NXT, I'm looking at like 500. Considering everything else that's happening next week, I'm not sure either can get to. I don't know if either can get to 900k. But considering everything else that's happening next week, with the NBA start, NBA NXT is going to fall another 10. percent They fall. They fell from 790 to 712. They're going to fall another 10 percent, which leaves them at 590,000. That that would be rough and really bad in the demo. Yeah. And what's concerning for NXT is not really the total number of viewers. It's the numbers in the in the 18 to 49 demo. They started they started this has been four weeks worth of five weeks worth of data. They started from from second to fifth to eighth to twenty seventh to this week they were thirtieth. In the demo, the dro- the eight to twenty seven drop. That's the one that's like, wow. That, that that's the one that's the concern. That's the heavy. AEW's been hovering. In, they were top five this week, but they didn't have the baseball games. So right. right. And the male and the male eighteen to forty nine demo. It's like they're killing it. They're killing it. TNT must be thrilled. Let me let me pull up the ratings for a quick second because AEW NXT ratings. Um, um, eighteen to forty nine. So, so NXT was at a. Um, Point four three. Now they're at a point two in the demo. Ooh. AEW topped that point four three number each week, starting at point six eight. So going down to point four six, where they're still eighth in the demo. And this week was point four four. Um. It was actually 0.51 last week because of the simulcast on True TV. Mm-hmm. You consider those viewers because they watched it. Right. Because like, thir- like 30 people actually watched True TV. That- that's fair. That's a good point. Let me see True TV. And they that- finished second. I'll send the NCAA to McCarry on. Um, NXT came in 30th in the demo while AEW finished second in Second in cable on the eight males to eighteen to forty nine, only trailing the NBA preseason game. Um, I think part uh, of that could be the fact that that Undisputed Era has all the titles. I think it's like maybe it's maybe it's too much Undisputed Era. Maybe Uh, I I don't think it's I don't think it has anything to do with talent. I think it's. It has pro- to do it with the it, 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 it probably it probably does. It, it, it doesn't have to do more. with that. I can tell you what it has to do with. That's to do with the feel of the show, because 
the production feels the same. Like these these things weren't as glaring when NXT was not in competition with AEW, but now they're in competition with AEW. You can point and, out you can point out their flaws. Okay, you know what? That's probably true. Know, that's probably more to the you point. You know, it's that a b like like. NXT looks minor weak compared to uh, AEW. Well, AEW, well, I think what the difference is, you think NXT should start taking their show on the road? Like I've heard Yes, they, I actually do. I, I think that would because be a pretty big step for them. To take, to take NXT. Be, but, but, but they can't be finishing 30th in the demo. No. Dude. That, no, no. They have, they have to do something. will not take that as an excuse. Um, you know, they they do have to do something. I think that would they, they, they need to do they need a spark. They need a spark. NXT needs a spark. They need they need something that really jumpstart them heading into, into the deeper part of fall and the winter. They need a spark. I agree. Uh, um, I don't know what that spark is though, and that's the I don't see a spark on this roster right now. Um. I don't see us like like I'm really high on Matt Riddle, but I don't think it's like game changing, like Spark. Like if Riddle won, like if Riddle were North American or NXT champion, you don't think it's like a like it'll no, work. I don't think I'm booking decision right now. Un- I unless main roster involvement is there. There. What else are they going to do? They, they, need, they need a signature feud to carry them into 2020. That's, that's not, it can't be Gargano Ciampa. dominating social media, too. Yeah, except for it can't be Gargano Ciampa, but it needs a signature feud to carry them into 2020. Right now, they don't have that. I, I can, you can see Cole Ciampa, but they right now haven't had that signature feud to carry them I don't even think it's like. I think people see NXT for what it is, and and it it's just not good. It's not clicking. It's not clicking like it should. I will I will totally buy that. Um, let's go to this AEW show because I'm actually excited to talk about this. Um. Um. We'll talk about the AEW Dark matches that aired, that were taped before and after the show next week. Um, but, alright, but- so, AEW, Lee Chorus Center, Heart of Temples University, in North Philly, what's the build, what was the building like? The crowd was hot. The crowd, like, like, I, I've been to Raw, I've been to SmackDown, I've been to Pay-Per-Views. Right. The only the only thing I could compare to this was NXT Takeover Philly. With Takeover Philly, okay. Mm. With the amount of crowd here, um, we're talking we're talking triple the crowd because what Leonardo's can I think get sixty five hundred people in, something like that. I think yeah. Yeah, and then Wells Fargo can get twenty one in. So yeah, we're talking triple the crowd. So wow, okay, that's triple the crowd noise. Mm. Like I, like this. Let me see what it does for wrestling. Actually, we are core. We are core. As you 
as, as you do that, just watching it on, on TNT, you can hear it. You can hear the juice in the building. You can hear the noise in the building. You can hear the fans. I can hear the fans react to everything that happened in the building. How they went, they went nuts when um, Lucha Bros came out and ran up on SCU and basically bodied Daniels. Like, like the, the crowd went nuts for that. It's a 10,000 seat arena, but probably 8,000. Probably got eight. Okay, so, all right. That, that's probably got eight for wrestling. Yeah, because a, a giant Tron. Fair enough. Seven, considering the production layout and everything. Um, right, right. That's about right. That's fair enough. That seems good. But this crowd, this crowd was hot. This crowd yes. was incredible. Like... It sounded that way too. You, I, you I just, can't just compare it to like a New Japan or a Wall of Progress show because that's not fair. Yeah, they, they don't they don't have the they don't have the building for that. Because and they don't. It's, have it's, the... it's probably a tad. I don't know. I mean, is it fair to compare it to, to Ross McDonald or Takeover? In yes. Terms of energy takeover, oh, oh, yes. oh! It blows away Raw and SmackDown. Bro, mm-hmm. blows away. Like the crowd he you got out of Raw and SmackDown. Because the fans are so into everything. The fans were ready There's for no, this. There, no there, there were no downsides. Everyone was into they were, they were everything. And I had, I had a couple minor issues with the show, but overall it was like... It was a fun show. It was easy to watch. It went by quickly. Like, they didn't or, overdo it with, like, video packages. Like, mm-hmm. like since that a WWE show sometimes, it's not for you, the, the live audience. It's more for the television. Yeah, that, that's agreed. They, they, are more, they are more geared towards television. Yeah, I, I agree there. This... Felt like you were happened to be at a live event, and it happened to be taped for TV. I do. I, I can kind of get that. You know what? I can kind of get that sense. Like the TV side of it is decent, and the commentary was decent, and the lighting is decent, and the camera angles are decent. Like they, they do a good TV production of it. But yeah, I do get the sense that they cater more to those. But it's not geared towards that. It's geared yeah, towards exactly first the live fan and then yes. the TV fan. Yeah, I, I do get that. You know, yeah, you're I getting more viewers that. on the TV. You have to have a hot crowd. Yes. Let's start off mm-hmm. with the best friends in SCU. Holy mackerel! The crowd was <laughs> so hot for this. <laughs> the crowd was so hot for this. Um. Can we talk about Scorpio Sky? And yeah. The, the guy threw the shoe back in. He threw he threw the crowd in the sh- he threw the shoe into the crowd. Yeah. Is then then the guy then whoever caught the shoe threw it back <laughs> and it got a huge bomb and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> That that's funny. That that's well, that's good. That is quality crowd interaction right there. I am all for that. But but um, the finish was a little sloppy. Um, 
which takes it off a little bit, but but still really good. Um, I really like this match. Um, and then I love the attention to detail. Sky was not in his gear. Mm. I love that. That is good. And then Shima checking in on Daniels because he was loosely aligned with them after last week. So obviously, yeah, Daniels ate that. Playing off of Yes. So by Penta. Then we had Santana Ortiz defeat John Silver and Alex Reynolds, formerly known as the Beaver Boys. Um, Yes, that's their legit tag name. Um, Street Sweeper finishes it off. And then Jericho is on the screen, praises Mm -hmm. his boys, puts them over big while they're barking. I love this. And then... Yeah, the weird thing Oh, he cut with his with his crew, the inner circle crew, and and the, how how he came out the we the people stuff. That was good. I, I I enjoyed that. That was funny. I love how Jericho takes all these jabs at WWE and the creative team. I love how Jericho continues to poke and prod at WWE as he does this. And then it's going to be Santana and Ortiz versus the Bucks at Full Gear. That should be dope. That yeah, that's weird. Then we got a video packaging package hyping up, and this was really the only backstage thing besides the Jericho thing was this Cody yeah. video package, which was really good. Like I like it. I now like we have do- Rio. Rio versus Britt Baker was good. Yeah, Rio versus Britt Baker I thought was was a good match. Yeah, um, I thought it was, got a little too cutesy when when Britt was going for the teeth. Right. But Rio countering it with the cradle made sense. and That was a good counter, yes. That was a good counter to close. Um, Rio is over. Sure is, so, absolutely. She has that undeniable underdog quality about her. Which, um, I, which makes more sense why she got the title in the first place. Yes. Because, because she's, she's more ready for this her. than, say, Nyla Rose or Britt Baker. Right. Not to knock Nyla Rose or Britt Baker, because this was a Britt Baker's best performance. Yes. Britt, Britt looked very good. But it's the fact that Ryu just looks physically, not, not just physically ready, but emotionally and mentally ready. To be champion and basically be the face of the women's division. I think she she just looks she looks the part and she acts the part and she is the part and can play the part as that underdog that you want to see win and want to see do well. My problem with the Lucha Lucha Brothers versus the Jurassic Express, they could have told the same story okay. in seconds. This it did not. This did not need to be eleven minutes thirty seconds. I got why it had to be. Because right. he probably tied the show for Luchasaurus to be in the match and not mark our stock. Right, right. But it, it, you got to make that booking move once you know Luchasaurus is out. Saying, 
And he's going to be out for three to six months with a torn hamstring. That's which a sucks. Which sucks is a lovely Chisaurus. Like, I, like, like, he, he, popped, yeah, like, he was one of the people that absolutely popped for me the first time I watched AEW. He was one of the people that absolutely popped. Like, I love watching him do what he does. It sucks that we're not going to see Well, Marco Stunt should have only gotten, like, one or two hope spots instead of the 20 he got. Not 20, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, like, like he, he got a bunch. I hate to sound like, uh, but he's like a ninety-eight pound twelve. He's, yeah, he he's looks like a ninety-eight pound twelve-year-old boy. Right. Yeah. He's he's, not, he's he's not he's nowhere like he couldn't physically deal with with all that. And there's there's no knock on him. It's just the way it's just the way it's built. And I get it. Like have have a couple near falls, but ultimately he eats the pin. Totally get it. And again, yeah, Lucha Lucha Bros handle it and, and go on to the next round. But yeah, it does suck about Luchasaurus. Um, I'm missing uh, Luchasaurus because he 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 nice. Yeah, I, I really like watching him do what he does. He's five two. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty bad. That's pretty rough. Yeah, so he's probably like ninety eight pounds soaking wet. I, I hate to be that guy, but. <laughs> But then we got Pac and John Moxley versus Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. I see. I honestly thought to myself as the match was ha- like as I saw this pairing was going to happen. I'm like, I kind of would rather see Pac and Moxley fight each other as opposed to fight as a team. They can see my two dudes that would rip each other's heads off, but I'd be all for that. And as we get towards the towards the end of the match. Moxley promptly turns on Pac, and we're going to get those two ripping each other's heads off next week, and I'm perfectly cool with it. Yes. Yes, but this tag was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was a good tag, though. <laughs> it's not knocking, it can't knock the tag match itself. The match is actually good. It, it, it really was. And all four guys did their thing. They teased Omega and, and Mox doing their thing. And, and obviously Paige and Pac doing it, doing their stuff. I like that they put it together, and, and then obviously the, the dynamic of Pac and Moxley as uh, the paradigm shift subtracted Pac from the proceedings, and Moxley exited stage right, and Pac was easy pickings. So this was good. This was this was a, a well played tag match that could have made it better than most shows, but yeah, this was a well played tag match. But next week we have Lucha Brothers. Private Party and SEU versus Dark Order. For Baker will be in action as well as the Unbucks. Pac will face John Moxley next week as well. Um, before we good get to card. anything, you want- this is a good card. Is going to happen in, in in Pittsburgh next week. Yes. Um, Let Champion. Yeah. I love it that he calls himself that. Let Champion. <laughs> ah, Chris Jericho never change. Even though, change, adapting, never, even though you keep adapting beautifully and you obviously do not age, never change, Chris. Never change. Jericho and Darby Allen for the, for the AEW's world title. There were moments where it looked like Darby Allen was actually going to win, and I was all for it. I love how Jericho plays. Except for where with his hands behind his back. Yeah. Except, except for when you got to that point where Jericho taped his hands together. And even then, Darby Allen got some pinfall attempts. But but again, like it looked like Al Allen was gonna was gonna finish him, but instead, you get you get the interference, 
And we get the Judas effect to get it done. Jericho. No, you want to the walls. Oh, no. No, yeah, that's right. He, he, did, he did put him in the walls and tap out. After right? Hager came in. Yeah. As, as, uh, Jack, as Hager came in to um, basically knock Allen off the ropes. We got to the walls of Jericho. He really couldn't tap out. Y'all, y'all but basically, there was just nowhere for him to go. And it was game. But Jericho retains. It was a good match. It was a, it was a good title match. Yeah, this was, this was a good title match. This was a star-making performance for Darby. Mm-hmm. And Jericho was working really hard. Jericho wanted to put him over, and he did. And, and Jericho makes a career out of putting other guys over. And he's, he's really good at it. So this, this was well done on Chris's part. Yes. Um, and this sets up... Allen and Hager, hopefully mm-hmm. for full year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're gonna get Cody versus Jericho. Santana versus Santana Ortiz versus the Box. Omega Moxley. Mm-hmm. And then some some undercard stuff. So yeah, obviously gonna have Ryu defend her women's title. And, and the was, tag. And the tag and the finals of the tag tournament, right? No, the finals of that tournament are in two weeks. Okay, that's in two weeks. And then, uh, okay. So they'll probably, they'll, have, they'll probably have a tag title defense. Then at full gear. So, right. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, they're already setting up what's going to look like a really good pay-per-view on November 9th. Right. Yeah, so I, I I think we'll make it three for three uh, in terms of which show was better. And, and AEW just had an overall more productive show. NXT was solid. NXT continues to remain solid. But again, but unfortunately for them, solid's not going to get it done here. The way AEW is just turning out heat every week, solid's not going to get it done against uh, the deal with AEW. you got to come out with some classics. And NXT so far, you're 0 for three right now. Yeah, you're over three. Yeah, and I don't think I I I, I just think AEW is just going to be the stronger show going forward. They are fre- they are a freight train right now. They, they, there's no other way to say it. They look like a, a, a speeding freight train, and NXT has not had anything truly to stop their momentum yet. Um, picks of the week. This is our segment where we look at the games in both college and and the National Football League. We missed, we didn't record on a Wednesday, so we didn't miss, um, we missed a Thursday night game, which included Kansas City beating, beating Denver at the expense of all Patrick Mahomes, who would get hurt. Game. The bad news is Mahomes is out for at least three weeks with a sprain. Yeah, it was the best. Actually, yeah, it could have been a whole lot worse, but yeah, that's how it went down. Uh, so my pick of the week, college football. I got to keep it home. Penn State coming in with a lot of momentum. They just went to Iowa and took care of business and won. It won against a good Iowa team. Michigan, you gave up twenty five points to Illinois, aka the Rutgers of the West of the Big Ten. That's alarming. You gave up 25 consecutive to Illinois. Shea Patterson has not been good. Shea Patterson has looked awful at times. 
And you're going to put him against a Penn State defense that has looked outstanding for the majority of the season and have not given up more than 13 points to any one opponent. Penn State's a nine-point favorite. I think they cover the nine. I said it on, on the line, 90.7, today. I think Penn State wins 30-13. to 13. I think Penn State will take care of business easily and effectively because their defense has just been way too good. Michigan's got a defense. They do. But I think Penn State eventually wears them down and the whiteout built in, in the building. I think it's going to be – that's a lot for Harrison and company to handle. So give me Penn State. My I'll pro pick box. Okay. Let's go yeah. my college first. My lock yeah, yeah. is an upset okay. in the Pac-12. We have a ranked versus ranked matchup. Arizona State and Utah. 14's a little mm-hmm. too much. Arizona State's a crappy team. But I'll mm. pick the upset outright. Ooh, you think Arizona State beats Utah? Okay. Yep. You know what? I, I like Arizona State, too. I really do like I like Herman Edwards as a coach. And I, like, I like the Sun Devils. Utah's got a good quarterback. But, yeah, okay. You got Arizona State going to— Yeah, weighing uh, that 14 is easy. It's just picking the outright upset, which would make it a little more interesting. That would be certainly interesting in the Pac-12 South. I do actually think Temple beats SMU. Speaking of upsets, I think Temple actually beats SMU. I like the way Temple's playing. I really, I really do. But, okay. I like it. As for the pros, if I had a lock, to me it's the Packers. And I like the way the Packers have played. They're playing an Oakland team that's not terrible and coming off a bye. But Green Bay's defense and Green Bay's at home, I'm, I'm going to roll with the Packers. Uh, I think Green Bay will cover. And then Green Bay will, will move on to 6-1. and one. The Packers look like a real team with a real defense. The two 425 games look really good. Yes. Um, the Bears and the Saints and the um, – not the Titans-Chargers. No, I don't want to see that. But the Ravens-Seahawks game is really That's good. a good one. Also, um, the Bears and the Saints, no Alvin Kamara. That, that's a big deal. Uh, there's no Alvin Kamara there. That is a big deal. In, in that game. But my pick is to pick the Ravens to go okay. into Century Lane Field and win. The Ravens going on the road Seattle. and beat Seattle. Okay, I like it. You you would think Seattle would be favored by a little more. Give the Ravens some respect. Giving the Ravens, it basically made this a pickup game. Pretty much, essentially, because a three point point Seattle edge, and that's basically a pickup. At that point, you know, but you can take our betting advice however you wish. <laughs> at least, at least you don't have to lay the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, uh, they play the Bills, and and that's uh, Bills have a defense, and and they came off a bye week, and this could get ugly and quickly. The tank brigade continues with Miami clearly. Miami clearly being the uh, the leaders of the tank brigade, not of the loss of the Redskins. So I think Miami is the leader of the tank brigade, and I'm hoping the Bengals can win a game or two because that the Bengals yeah, that is really scary. Um, there are other Atlanta. You're in the tank brigade. Uh, let's see here. I obviously Washington's in the tank brigade. The Jets are in the tank brigade. Denver. I want to keep you out of the tank brigade, but you're you're inching closer and closer to it. You got pound, you got pants by Kansas City without 
Mahomes. That's kind of bad. Uh, let's see here. Who else is in the tank brigade? That is not Miami. the Cardinals anymore. The Cardinals are inching their way out. Yes, they are. They'll lose to the Giants this week, but they're inching their way out of the tank brigade. Let's see. Dolphins, Bengals, Redskins, Falcons. Steelers are trying to inch their way out. Steelers are still in it right now. Jets at six. Cardinals are still in it, but I think one more win, I can I can consider them out. Denver, you are close to being in, but those are really the, the, the seven or eight teams that are at or around tank brigade status. Yes. Um, how would you rank the Super Bowl contenders, the uh, division winners, um, okay. um, the uh, the um, however Tree weighs it out? You know, when he does his um, freaking um, dumpster okay. fires. So, my top tier right now, New England, to me, is, is New England's the best team in the league right now. Uh, there's no way to say it. They, they, their defense has been excellent, and Brady's been efficient. Not game-breaking, but efficient. New England, San Francisco, I think the Niners look like a real team. Uh, that defense travels. That defense travels well. I love what I love what that defense is doing in San Francisco. So, to me, it's New England, San Francisco, New Orleans. New Orleans has played well, and they've done a lot of this without Breeze. I got to put New Orleans number three, just behind the Niners. I want to see New Orleans fully healthy and Breeze back. I will say, okay, that's one, two, three. I will. Kansas City would have been four, but you lose Mahomes. That's a problem. Green Bay, I'm gonna say four. The way Green Bay is rolling right now, I like what the Packers are doing. Um, Green Bay's defense is looking good. Aaron Jones looks solid. So Green Bay, I will go Seattle at five. Those to me are your top five teams in the league. Um, just behind them, I like what Houston's doing. I like what the Colts are doing. Uh, Buffalo. Four and one. I want to see them beat a good team before I can say, okay, Buffalo, you belong here. I think that's the teams I look at in terms of those are your top tiers. If I had to rank division winners, yeah, Buffalo hasn't beat. I mean, they beat the Giants. That's okay, but yeah, I want to see Buffalo beat a good team before I can say Buffalo, you're you're in on this. Division winner. The right now, division winners. Uh, obviously, New England and San Francisco are the two top ones. I think the next tier of teams, after the first eight or nine I just mentioned, that's where I put teams like Baltimore. I want to see a little bit more. Though I do like where the Ravens are going. I like where Carolina is going. They, they look like they're, they're good on the second tier. Eagles and Cowboys, monster game this week. They're on the second tier. Minnesota, you're on the second tier. I like those. I like those squads right there. That's, and the Rams, I probably put on the second tier because of their talent and the fact they just got Ramsey. So I think that's the that's probably my second tier right now. Right. And Jalen Ramsey got traded to the. Uh... Yeah, he got traded to the Rams for a for two ones and a four, which disappointed in the Eagles for not getting on that. I think that's a that's a move that could come back to bite them unless they get Patrick Peterson. Yeah, so here's how you were ranked. Super Bowl contenders, division winners, wild card, um, false hope, tank brigade, 
and season canceled. Okay. So that's seven tiers. Probably need an eighth tier somewhere in there. Super Bowl contenders. Six tiers. Okay, six tiers, thirty-two teams. That's roughly five tiers a pop. And then there's two teams. Then there's two teams above that. Like the super top, the top tier to me, New England, San Francisco. I will say New England, San Francisco, Green Bay, and New Orleans are the are the top tier. Those that's the top tier. Second tier would be, I will say, Seattle, Baltimore. Both those teams are worthy. Right. I'll say Houston and Indy are the next four. Right. That's your second. That's the second tier. Third tier. So this the, is the wild card tier. Yeah, this is the wild card tier. Minnesota. I will say Eagles, Cowboys, and Bills are in the third tier. Buffalo's defense is getting. I don't think the Eagles in the fourth tier. Honestly, false hope. <laughs> the Eagles concern me. I think part of that's injuries, though, which why I don't. I, which why I don't put the Eagles. I put the Eagles on third tier because of the injuries in, in part. Next tier, yeah. which be you. You could make the playoffs possibly. Carolina, even though Carolina, I could argue in the, in the third tier. I could argue Cleveland. Carolina third tier, but yeah, but yeah, Cleveland. I don't know what Cleveland is. Cleveland's sketchy to me. They really are. But Carolina, L.A. Rams. That's because Freddie Kitchens doesn't know how how to no, coach. He, yeah, he he doesn't seem like he does. Kansas City, I'm going to put in the third. Actually, I'm going to put Kansas City in the third tier. I'm going to put the Eagles out of the third tier and into the fourth one. I trust Dallas a little bit more than than the Eagles right now. So I'll put Kansas City in the third tier until Mahomes gets healthy. And then put the Eagles in the fourth tier. So that's where they will be. And joining them, I will have probably Cleveland based off their talent. And then probably... Uh, Tampa. New York Giants have played better, and Tampa, and Tampa Bay's been decent. I like the. I'll, I'll put Chicago there, not Tampa. Oh, okay. So, so fifth tier, which is being seasons canceled. The um, season's basically Tampa. done. Would be Tampa. I would say Atlanta's in that tier. Arizona's in that Denver. tier. And Denver's in that tier. And sixth tier is. The Chargers, prob- the Chargers actually would be. I, I, yeah, so I'll drop Atlanta in the next tier and put the Chargers in that one. Jacksonville probably in that in that in this current tier with Atlanta, Tennessee in that current tier, and I would say Pittsburgh in that current tier. I still don't. I'm still not 100% sold on Pittsburgh. And then we get the the, the teams in the tank brigade, which will pretty much make up everyone else, is Arizona, Atlanta. Atlanta's in the bottom tier. Arizona, Atlanta. Miami, Cincinnati. That's the super tank. That's that's in like the super tank tier. That's like that's the worst of the. Okay. That's the worst tier. That's the lowest tier. Would be Arizona. Would be Miami, Cincy. Uh, to me, probably Atlanta and probably Washington. Those are your four worst teams. And then just below, just above them, would be the New York Jets. Even though I could argue, I could absolutely argue Jets in the low t- in the lowest tier. Uh, Jets. I could argue Cardinals. I want to keep Denver out, but Denver is dying to be a part of the tank tier. Tennessee is too. Uh, 
but I will say, yeah, those are probably the other two teams in the, in the second tier. Right. So that's really where we are in the NFL. That's effectively where we are. I, I, I'll, I, I'll come up with a power rankings at some point this week on the Sports Lounge page and, and kind of fully lay it out. Right, right. Whichever. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, so. So, my tiers would be probably New Orleans and New England until as my my only, only two Super Bowl contenders right now. Um, then we have, then we have a whole bunch of, um, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with you, Blake, for the most part, you know, but, mm-hmm. there's still a lot to go. There's still a ways to go, but it's going to be a good. Uh, it's going to be a good finish. Right, right, right. So, so how? So week six after week, I think San Francisco might be a Super Bowl contender. The Niners are a contender. They really are. That's why I put the Niners in the top tier. They're, that's a real that's a real team. They went to the Rams. They went to LA and stomped the Rams the way they did, and they play a really good defense. I think the Rams are. I think the Niners are a Super Bowl contender. They absolutely are. No doubt, they're an absolute contender. Yeah. So that that Niners Seattle game is going to be really interesting. Yes. So, plugs. Yep, twitter.com slash beastmike is where you'll find me. I will obviously be talking about the... I will not be at game day, but I will obviously be at the game. Uh, it's going to be, obviously, a crazy atmosphere all day long. I'm looking forward to it. It should be a whole lot of fun. Twitter.com slash DJDCooksWrestle, DJDCooksMusic, Wrestle. Where you can find me. Um, it, honestly, it's probably the best thing to. And you can follow me at dcookiepong43 at Instagram as well. Mm. Um, yeah, BeastMike215 is my Instagram. Should probably mention that. Yes. yes. Um,. For next time, this is that that was Beast Mike. This is DJ D. Cooks, and you are listening to Getting the Ring on the Social Suplex Podcast Network.